What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Bless, and you are locked into the Moment of Truth podcast. This week, despite having my co-host with the most, let me know. I have a very special guest in the building, a longtime friend, a big brother, a mentor, a guy that literally, for one reason or another, has been along <laughs> my violent <laughs> ragdoll of a ride in the music business. Patrick Gway from Eventco, aka Pat Rec. Let me get it. Let me get it. AKA, get AKA a Black clap. Lung, AKA Dark Science. The soul brother up, number one up. in the building. <laughs> Pat Rec. Thank, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming, man. Long yeah, no worries, time. No worries, yeah. uh, you were, let me just start by saying that when I made a list with Lemmy and our producers, uh, you were one of the first people that came to mind i have no idea why that would happen but uh, well aside yeah. from being the guy at three amigos on the cover of the yeah. hour yeah. of the best the of mirror, the best the mirror, of, was, mirror was yeah, it mirror, yeah, it was mirror. okay mirror. Yeah, yeah. so best of the best pat was on the cover with an airbrushed afro and yeah. an echo hoodie i kind of wish i had enough time to uh, like i wanted to i have that somewhere at home and i wanted I have to dig it, it up at home. and just like bring it so like, you know it. i mean I maybe have. you can cut to oh yeah you, you do it live but i was gonna say if you if this was like you know whatever you could cut to that we, photo, we might but, be uh, able to work some production okay magic. well i've got you know i've got like a, a scan of that somewhere is it but on the google it, it might be no that thing the kids think, are no. using these days the google i don't think it's on the google i mean it's way too i mean this is the beauty of this stuff like it's like everything i did like for the most part that was in the public eye existed before the internet so like like i used to play in this band called slaves on dope and we were Shout actually slaves like on dope slaves yeah, on dope yeah, was a big and, deal and, you know we were you know we won the show Spree contest and we like toured canada a bunch of times and um it was a beautiful thing and like but for a couple of years but like there's no videos there's no photos there's no like like i had some really really bad looks back then and i'm super <laughs> glad that there's not a ton of photos <laughs> out were, there you were saved from what was vices uh don't Vice yeah yeah exactly the vices don't yeah i so, would have been there so to answer your question the reason you were one of the first people that i thought of in my probably top five is because a i met you when i'm like 14 years old yeah the and for those who don't know, before uh, Pat was working with Eventco and on the live side of things, which I want to get to that, mm -hmm. um, he used to host uh, a radio show, one of the first hip-hop shows that kind of gave a voice to MCs like myself. We could come on there and catch Rec with Pat Rec <laughs> and Orion on Off The Hook Radio. And we used to torment mentally ill people on the radio. Oh, man. Uh, people would call, pre-internet trolling, yeah, yeah, people yeah. would call in to fight with us and we'd hang up it was like the howard it was Stern. a scene man it was it was like i mean it's funny that you know to think about those signs. and actually a couple years ago my brother um who you know for whatever reason he just like taped everything Fuck, he's got serious? he's got like oh 20 or 30 tapes of That's like amazing like all these old, old like episodes and just listening to that, it was like, how did they let us on the radio? Yeah. It was like, we just took the piss out of everything. It was like, it was like, so guys would call up and it'd be like, you know, it's like, hey, it's a, you know, like a Ross Trimmerd from uh, St. Leonard, you know, like, it'd be like, yo, because yeah, we had a freestyle hour or whatever. It would be like, yo, yo, I'm, I'm, you know, 
I'll cut you and whatever. It'd be like next, you know, like and like I'm surprised some of these guys didn't actually drive down to the studio. I was and always just thinking this. There. I like, was actually thinking. I go, yo, if these motherfuckers find out we're where we're so at, obnoxious, we're finished. Like, it was really. Remember, dudes used to you know, call from jail. Dudes used to call oh, yeah, from yeah, the yeah. Bing and shit. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, if they were corny, we'd cut them too, like like real it quick. Was really, really like 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 disrespectful stuff that it was, was happening. It like, was disrespectful, it was like, but it was something that I feel is missing these days because everything happens on social media. Right. Sense of community. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a different time, and you know, I I still remember that that cover you're talking about. Like yeah. I remember. Explain um, to them what that is. Well, so so. You know, there used to be a weekly in Montreal that was like a weekly, the mirror. Uh, like a alternative rag or whatever they called it, like mm. which was the mirror, which was, um, you know, like a newspaper wrapped into one week, you know, one edition that came out on Thursdays. And it was a kind of a big deal to be, if you got anything in there, it was, it was a big deal. Yeah. And I remember Alistair, who was like one of the guys that ran the, uh, ran the magazine, called me up one day and he was like, Look, um, it's kind of weird because Shom has won Best Radio Station for the last 20 years <laughs> in the Best of Montreal, or Best Radio Show or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, for some reason, your weird you know, hip-hop radio show that's 2 to 4 a.m. on Wednesday evenings, yeah. you know, it like got voted Best Radio Show. We turned into a fucking party. Yeah. yeah shit on like, people you know, and played like, like, dope independent hip hop. Yeah. So, so like, uh, he was like, so I think we're going to put you on the cover. Hmm. And I was like. Which is so random, yeah, you know, right? Which is so random. And, like, I, you know, I, I, like, at the time it was like, well, yeah, of course you're going to put us on the cover. You know, but, like, now, like, <laughs> looking at it now. It's but it was like, a big deal because it was, like, 300,000 copies yeah, yeah. circulated in every subway station and yeah. every fast food joint. So it really, like, it made an impact. And like I remember. Press had a, like, an actual value. Yeah, yeah, it was huge. Yeah, it was, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, that would, like, literally break bands or acts or movies so or whatever. So he's on the cover in an Echo hoodie with an airbrushed <laughs> afro. And I go to Three Amigos with my family to eat. And I literally see it hanging on the door because oh. they got voted number one Mexican restaurant. And it's this guy with the Jamaican yeah. gun fingers and the Echo hoodie. Yeah. And I call Pat. I'm like, yo, son, they got you up on the wall of fame at Three yeah, Amigos. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 they really did me with that cover. Like to this day... <laughs> Like uh, Paul Labonte and and people of that. Shout ilk. out Paul One Hundred Seven. Shout out Paul One Hundred Seven. Shout like out they, my man Big Mo, aka Big Dave, aka Mo Lavi. Yeah, like these are the type of people that still. Shout out Shades of Culture, D Shade, no Orion. I saw Orion last night. Yushua Low Pesci used to come uh, through. Are with they us. still performing Shades of Culture? Uh, no, I, don't, I mean, they've been doing like, I think they did like a 20th anniversary thing recently. Okay. I think they played Pop Montreal last year, but it's very like, it's seldom between. like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's like you're, uh, those guys are like, I mean, I'm turning 44 next month. So those guys are a couple years older than me, you know, it's like borderline 50. I mean, there, there comes a time where, you know, you got to, you, you have a family and you have things to yeah, do. Exactly. And Shout out Shades you know? of Culture though, because they were the first, you know, English hip hop group to really lay a blueprint in Canada for a lot of people, because a lot of people yeah. don't realize Shades were real trailblazers because they came before, or at least at the same time as the Rascals yeah. and at the same time or before anything bubbling out of Toronto. Well, I mean, it's funny because those guys were basically 
my like gateway to almost everything in the music industry which is the segue i want to start it right okay so i don't mean to cut you off i just want to go <laughs> semi chronologically yeah. it's, it's gonna become a wild ride here so prior to me meeting uh this gentleman uh why don't you tell uh tell us how you got started in this business in the music because you've been in the right. business even longer than i have yeah, I mean, you know, it's just because I'm older. I'm sure if we're the same age, it'd be whatever. But I will like, give you zero credit. Thank you for that. <laughs> so, I mean, it's funny because I was thinking about this today and I was like, you know, it's like you can like, what can you date it back to? And it's like, I remember when I was like, you know, nine and 10 years yeah, old, like, li like living in Toronto. So like you grew, you're my, from Toronto originally. I, I was born here raised in toronto and then i've been back here since you know like uh like like 25 years or whatever. early hip-hop so, influences let's start well there. I, it's like okay so so like just to kind of bring it from you know it's like i remember like i used to listen to cftr radio in my room like when my parents would put me to bed i'd like mm -hmm. listen to the radio and it would be like Hall and Oates, okay. you know, Genesis, like whatever. And I was just like Real obsessed, music. obsessed with music, you yeah. know? And, and like, um, I remember buying tickets to like this terrible show. It was like David Lee Roth, who was like the singer of Van Halen. I remember. Oh, yeah. Me and my buddy were 12. And like our parents, for some reason, let us go to Maple Leaf Gardens and go to the That's show. Dope. That's dope. And, you know, I, I remember like he had this jean jacket that had like all these band names that, you know, we're, we're listed on that. It was like, and I remember he had like this U2 patch <laughs> at the back. And, you know, you're at a rock show and, you know, you figure it's all good. But like these kids behind us were like, yo, U2, that's whack. You know, whatever. Like, you you're know, a like, poser, get, like, get that like, shit out of here. Yeah, you're exactly. like, yeah, exactly. And you're like, oh man, what are you talking, what are you talking about? Like, it's yeah. like, you know, like there's Culture a moment was so in your life. Like, different. yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know, th those things kind of like blow your mind open. So, I mean... You know, that was like, you know, my first real like, you know, Taste show or whatever. Music, like, yeah. yeah. And like, you know, a couple of years later, like going to see Neil Young and Sonic Youth at the forum after I moved here. But then like everything changed in like, you know, 91, 92. What changed when, like, for you? you know, Who was your well, favorite? It's like, so, so starting to play music and playing in bands and then you know, discovering like, you know, like Sonic Youth and like Pavement and Dinosaur Jr. and these bands. And then there was like also the crossover of like Public Enemy mm. and, you know, like NWA and like all this stuff. Working where it was like, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. There was all this stuff that was like, you know, oh, this is cool, but oh, this is cool too. And like, yeah. you know, you would read magazines and you would see like uh, the dude from X band, like like, Rage like Slayer or whatever, and... like rocking like a Public Enemy shirt. Yeah. And you'd be like, "What is that?" Yeah. And you want to know. Yeah. And like uh, like I I kind of feel blessed that we grew up in like the pre-internet era mm. where you had to do that. Had to do the work. research. You know what I mean? Right. You looked at that and you were like, "Okay." You were asking around. It's like, "What? What? What does the logo mean? Like, That's what? Right. What is this? Right. You know? Like, so like I was lucky that." A friend of mine's older brother was a real like you know he got into hip hop real early like mm -hmm. you know like bombada like you know, all that stuff mm -hmm. and then um so like he was the guy that kind of like you know like let, like schoolie d like all those early records mm -hmm. that like mm -hmm. you know you'd be like oh man like i can't like you know he was just, putting just you mind up blowing stuff so it was like at the same time that i was discovering like you know motley crew i was discovering queen latifah and at the same time i was discovering like yeah. you know like fugazi and husker du i was discovering uh you know whatever like mm -hmm. like uh, you know terminator x or whatever like sure. cool modi or whatever mm -hmm. so like 
it was definitely like a whole learning experience you know like i remember like the first like after we moved to montreal like in the same year i saw um you know i saw joe strummer at the spectrum mm. i saw public enemy at the james ling auditorium james ling auditorium which like you know like i definitely was one of 25 white guys in there if like, 25 i would have said yeah, one of five yeah maybe it was 10. really like what, I what was year like, was public like, enemy that was like 90 90 91 yeah something been like that and it was like it was that, really yeah. like they played there twice one time flavor Flav didn't show up and i was glad like uh i didn't buy tickets to that and then like the year after um they played again and and he did show up and you know so it was just like this cross you know universe Culture of class, music yeah, yeah. of stuff that like you know and at the same time it was like you know it was like punk metal indie hip-hop like all this stuff was happening at the same time and i was very you know just young and impressionable and like you know at that time after we moved here um that's when uh slaves on dope started mm -hmm. so like that was like you know uh 90 i think like 90 oh god i want to say 92 could have been 93 anyway or so, somewhere right. in there like I, yeah i remember hearing about you guys like before i even knew you it was it was a was weird even... thing like we would go out and name's like, familiar yeah, it was a poster. Like every we go to we drive to Toronto and just poster over everyone's shit. <laughs> Put stickers up. Like this guy, like Paul Gott, this guy from the Rip Chords, this local band who's like still exists to this day. Like he had this like sticker press where you get like a thousand stickers for like twenty five bucks or something like That's that. Dope. And there was like these like black square stickers. You could you, you still see them from time to time. You go out and like you, you know like has some like good tape bands, on them. Like, you know, there was like, you know, a hundred bands that would go and get these things, yeah. stick them everywhere. And, you know, it was, it, was, it was like, and then all of a sudden people like gave a, gave a shit and it was like, okay, you know, like this is happening. And, and yeah, you know, it was, it was, it was a really like weird couple years where it was just like, you know. How wild so, is that promo though? The yeah. fact that you can like put stickers out and that's what your, your marketing yeah, campaign yeah, yeah. is. Well, I mean, it, like, uh, kind of fast forward to like you know like the, like anyway that whole thing happened and then uh we did a like slaves on dope and shades of culture tie everything together here mm. we kind of became fast friends a little bit and then we ended up doing a canadian tour uh in 1994 so we went across the country um you know, just playing like you know, they had just done a sh uh, a tour the year before with Bad Brains, mm -hmm. opening for Bad Brains. So like that was like you know, which was massive because like I don't know if you're familiar with Bad Brains, but they're a huge part. Like it was the first like you know, black black hardcore act to like break through, and like they had like a huge like they would play for like you know three four thousand people in new york at the time and it was like it was a huge thing yeah. so they ended up doing this tour across canada and then we ended up going with them and then that kind of like you know there was something in there that kind of like you know uh, there was a few times where like the band like the rest of slaves on dope wanted to do something and i'd be like well no i want to go hang out with chance <laughs> of culture yeah. you know so like that you know i think we might have done one more tour and then i was like you know what this this is not for me and then what, what did you do? What was your role in the band? I played bass. Okay. I played bass, and I also did all the artwork, and, like, you know, the, you know, like, like later on we'll get into that. But, like, I was also, like, you know, I put together all the posters, and, like, you know, I was a, a creative guy. Like, I, I, I like, at a, I dropped out of high school, but before I did, like, my I got sent to one of those, like, um, 
you know, like your class has seven people in it kind of thing. Like, you, you know, trying to Alternative like, outreach. You or whatever. Alternative school. That's exactly. Where, that's where Blessy graduated. Exactly. From. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Like, and uh, go to a normal school hanging out with you till four in the morning on a Wednesday yeah. doing a rap radio show. And and I remember being at that, <laughs> being at well, that, well said. Uh, you know, school just like using the photocopy machine. Yeah, you know, doing stuff on the typewriter, and then blowing it up like five hundred percent, and like cutting yeah, it out, and like putting that. it like you know, like that's what I was like. That's you I, know, I still wear the first Plattenberg shirts you did as pajamas to this day, bro. <laughs> With scared money, don't make money on the back. That's right. That's like right. I probably, I probably logo. still have that, like that file I somewhere. I actually have some shirts in the car for you for just to wear around the house for fun. Wow. Okay. I have. I have. The one for my daughter, like that I can, like a you know, small you one, a baby tee. Yeah, well, like, you can yeah, wrap her yeah, in yeah. it and sew the little <laughs> sleeves. But um, so transitioning out of being in a band, yeah, I believe um. The first time I met you was probably through Shades of Culture yeah. and Jonathan, and that's a whole other yeah, fiasco. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, I think you were working at a label called Greenland. Is that well? Correct? Greenland still to this day is like is a concert promoter. I know now, but yeah, yeah. Even back there? then, like, well, they did have a label. Um, it was kind of like a punk rock label thing, um, and they put out the Shades of Culture record actually. But like, yeah. and it's funny because they had to deal with Cargo, and I worked at Cargo in the warehouse for a couple of years, uh, and yeah. like, you know, I'm just kind of you know glazing over a bunch of stuff here. But that was definitely like a time in my life where it was like you know very influential, and like I I discovered a ton of music that like I wouldn't have discovered otherwise. So um, I think the first time I met you. Um, there was this cat named Jonathan. I can't remember his last name. Um, th- I don't even remember that was signing Shades of Culture with his partner Fritz, yeah. who was NSYNC's road manager when NSYNC was the biggest shit on planet yeah. Earth. And they bring me to Studio Victor mm-hmm. in St. Henry, which is a legendary studio in the building where our studio is, right? And um, uh, and then they're like, "Yo." Uh, bless rap for this guy, Pat. And I'm like, who's this guy? You know, I feel like I'm people like, did that to you a lot. Yeah, a lot of people did that to me. I was, was like, like a dance, uh, dance, fucking dance. <laughs> I was like a little uh, jester, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, so they bring me to this crazy studio where like Celine Dion and fucking James Brown yeah, have yeah. recorded, and it was the nicest studio I had ever seen. Um, you know, up until that point, I'm like 14, and I think I, I rapped for Pat. And I don't know whether he co-signed me or didn't. I, I can't even remember. But I remember after that day, Pat is just in my life for the next twenty <laughs> years. Like and, and like, I, I didn't do. I didn't sign with this guy who introduced us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it just like this is why he needed to come on here. So yeah, forever I, friend. I mean, but 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 the funny thing is, is that there were so many. Like, you know, like, like you're kind of glossing over the fact that it was like that chance who kind of brought you in to that whole yes. thing. You know what I mean? Yes. So like, so like there was this kid chance who had moved here from uh, maybe Toronto, maybe it's like, Northern you know, Ontario like, yeah, somewhere yeah, maybe like Orangeville or something Shout like that. Shout out Chance, a.k.a. Chance one. Big Caesar. I know Big I d- Caesar. If you want to look him up. I did not, I did not know that. I, lo- I kind of lost... Yeah, you know, track of them. Yeah, like a lot of people did, ago, but, but shout out, shout out, Chance. So Chance was um, uh, a grown man. Yeah, who I was hanging out with, but we had a little rap duo. Is he is he a heavy set yeah. guy? He's native, yeah. no? He's dope. Uh, yeah, he's like part native, part, he, right? part black, part native. Yeah, he, he battled in King of the Dot a couple of times. I've seen him live. Oh yeah, he's, he's he a did? decent battle yeah. rapper. 
Yeah, so I mean, we haven't seen Chance in years, right? But at the time, me and Chance had a little like rap duo, and Chance I was and like I. fifteen, and he was older. But you've you know, been around for a hundred years. This guy, no, <laughs> yeah, he was definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. he was definitely talented, and uh, and still is talented. Shout out Chance. So Chance brought me to meet Shades of Culture's people, who was who was this gentleman and another guy named Fritz and Jonathan. And, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a bootleg operation. Like, you know, like there was like, there was like, you know, Montreal stuff, there was getting stuff happening, you know, like Shades of Culture actually had stuff happening and it was, you know, legit. Like there was like a full, like, Backstreet Boys tour that they had yeah. done. Like, because you, of Fritz, you know, I like, guess, yeah, exactly. Like, like there was, there was, there was stuff happening, but, um, it just never got out of Quebec. Like, right. like, you know, yeah. and the, you know, there's a lot of stuff like that that still never gets out of Quebec. I mean, like in 20, 25 years, there's a lot of stuff that hasn't changed there, but you know, like that was enough to kind of start a company um, and, you know, try to find some developing acts. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, like, so it's like, okay, so what else is out there? So uh, there was a couple other things that, you know, the label had signed and like, you know, chance had come by. Like it was the, the beauty of having the, the, the radio show too was like, you know, it was just totally a testing ground for like, you know, it's like stuff that's coming up. And like, I remember him want like, you know, coming in and, you know, just being like, wow, this kid's really fucking dope and at the time it was like a lot of that ruckus record stuff yeah. like you could actually ruckus was put a big out, influence on us yeah like this lounge you, you could put out a, you could put out like a super like boom 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 ka, 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 <laughs> you know one of those kind of beat records kind and like, of yeah shit. exactly people yeah. would actually like give a fuck and so you know that was like it was like you know it's like this this kid's actually fucking got something mm. so you know, fast forward, it was like you did sign him. And then you know, I, I felt so <laughs> bad for him because, you know, the guys that were running the label just didn't get it. And it was like... It was um, early too. It well, was, it was, was early, but it was also like, you know, like, hey, you know, here's these like five songs I got. It's like, okay, cool. Let's bring them to the studio. And then, you know, the exact same five songs would get cut and those guys would be like, oh, this isn't commercial enough for like, what's the single? You're not, not bringing like, in a commercial whatever. artist. And it's like, this is exactly not what we had you know discussed so like and i'm sitting there being like the you know de facto a and r guy being like sorry i don't know what else to tell you but so like, so shout out jonathan so he yeah. wants to sign me right and he brings me he introduces me to pat a few other people what year are we in bless huh what year are we in i mean I, I was 15 20 20 plus years ago this is 98 i think this was 98 98 yes yeah, yeah, yes yeah, yeah. 98 yeah. sona was popping and jonathan brought <laughs> oh, me to sona. by the way i i watched one of the prior episodes and the bartender's name at sona was matthew yes wow yes wow it all comes we full figured circle. It out yeah, 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 yeah. okay 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 <laughs> we were gonna divert that whole okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so he brought me to um he brought me to sona for the first time he come pick me up in a crazy ass car, he bought me an Averex. I was like living the life. I'm like, damn. I'm like, this guy really wants to sign me. I was taking the presents, you know, I still appreciate it. And then that same time, I met Donald K. Donald. Yeah. And then like the people around me was like, yeah, I think you're going to sign with Donald yeah, K. Yeah. <laughs> Not this loose like, operation. Oh, okay, what's the, what's, the, what's the track record here? Okay, well, he's got like a van down by the river and Donald's got like, you know, 30 years of 
experience in the music industry. So like, early on, this is how my career first starts to develop. Rapping with Chance at 14 in the alley of my high school, literally in the McGill ghetto, drinking 40s at house parties. Shout out to everybody who was in the multiple, uh, you know, alternative and delinquent schools that I multiple went to. Multiple malt liquors. Multiple malt liquors and multiple schools. And, uh, and multi-syllabic syllab rhymes. That is very <laughs> that is very astute of you, Levy. That is a real tongue twister. Um, and then, like, at that time, uh, Off the Hook Radio starts popping. And I start, I start um, you know, messing with DKD. And they introduced me to Haig, who would yeah. produce Drinking Varts, in L.A. Vartzbledian? Vartzbledian. Vartzbledian. Haig uh, had produced Drinking in L.A. for Brand Van. Oh, wow. Zubone. Oh, wow. Zubone was the, yeah. the label. That, that was a, had, that was a like, big song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was getting... actually a really good producer. And um, so, you know, Donald was like, we want to get like a professional package. And he brought me to Zubone Studios. And we worked with him and my boy Raheem from Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five who co-wrote fucking Don't Push Me Because I'm Close to the Edge. So kind of I had those, those guys mentoring me in the studio to cut some of my first records. And then Pat was always in my life because I was going to the radio show every Wednesday yeah. to, you know, to freestyle on the radio. And then But we also used to host and like DJ at yes, Sona, yes, of course, you know, of like course, there, was a, there was always there was a bunch a of stuff we were like a crew, that. We were like, a yeah, big crew. exactly. That was like the first time where, you know, like that whole scene, like Groove Society, like there, there was a bunch of stuff happening where it was like, you know, this scene mm -hmm. actually has like a community. There was mm -hmm. like, you know, like Ray Ray, yep. you know, like. Uh, Who ends up producing Red my first Red, album. Like, like all these guys, all these DJs that were like, you know, we knew all of them and like, mm -hmm. you know, they would get us into all the clubs yep. and it was like. You know, we all supported each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cool. And um, so as that as that's kind of developing, we're going to, to to the radio show every week, and 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 you know, it, it the culture was definitely very vibrant at the time. Like like if you remember, sorry to cut you off, but like you know, like like the the at CKUT, it used to be like there was a time for like maybe a year where it would be like you know. 30 people deep in the studio. Oh, yeah. Like people tiny little room. Come by. But hold up. So tiny what about room. the time? What about the time Chance wanted to battle me and we battled on I Off thought, the Hook? I thought, it's on yeah. YouTube. I think I have that yeah. tape. It's on YouTube. Somebody did put that on YouTube. That's amazing. Shout out to Chance, man. Good times, yeah, good yeah, memories. Yeah. And he, did, he battled Dave One. Yes. Time. And Dave One from Chromio. Yeah. Shout out Chromio. Mm. Shout out yeah. P-Thug. Um, for those who don't know, you know, those guys had audio research. So we were all, you know, kind of by defect, early hip hop pioneers is what we ended right. up being. But to everybody, you know, who knew us, I guess we we're just bums at the time. Bless, you're the first rapper I knew out of Montreal. Thank you. But I definitely wasn't the first rapper out <laughs> no, of Montreal. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, that's, that's where I started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put, take put, it. Put it in perspective. Yeah, like but I that's, definitely you know. wasn't, and I knew I wasn't. Yeah. But, but it was a real pleasure and an honor, all jokes aside, to be around, you know, older guys who you know, always encouraged me, never like pushed me to do stupid shit to be down. And, yeah, and yeah. he always gave me good guidance throughout my career. Um, so no, thank for you for sure. That, of course, man. of course. And it was like, it was a really fun time to be, because I mean, like, honestly, like there was like nothing to lose yeah. back then. You yeah, know what I mean? It's like, real. it's like no one on the international scene or anywhere was looking at Canada as fucking anything. And like, yeah, audio research when they got like the, 
like a couple of their acts got distributed by Fat Beats, who were like the big distributor at the yeah. time. And yeah. I was like, oh shit, like like total get, like we and were all A-Track like, started to pop also like, yeah, 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 A-Track won the DMC thing. And we were and all kind of like, really close. So a couple legendary. So me and Chance battling. Mm -hmm. uh, me, Dave, one, and someone else going back and forth. There's a tape of yeah, two yeah. from Chromio. So that's me and Dave, one from Chromio going bar for bar freestyle on like Jay-Z's first album on Reasonable yeah, yeah, Doubt. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, there's so much history, bro. So much history. Yeah. And, you know, shout out to everybody who used to tune in. Anybody who might, you know, be, be checking this out. You know, don't shout be out shy. to CKUT, right? Shout out yeah, to yeah, CKUT. Exactly. We didn't do that one yet. Still and, going, man. And, still, and definitely still, don't still be shy to drop tonight. some comments below. You know what I'm saying? And let us know kind of, you know, what your favorite moments of Off The Hook Radio yeah, might have yeah, been. Yeah, and yeah, anybody yeah. who has any old footage or audio, definitely let us know. Yeah, like dust, dusty digital right What there, about man. the time that the show Insomniacs from... A Comedy Central came and covered oh, the show. Yeah. And they put us on Comedy Fucking Central, bro. That's right. Wow, mm -hmm. I, I didn't. I completely forgot about, about that. See, one. the show well, was kind I of mean, a little more big. Of, yeah, it was. A, it, yeah, was a, yeah. it was more of a big deal than I think we realized. It I, was. Yeah, because I you know really, what I'm saying. Like, it's like occasionally I think about that, but it's like very <laughs> rare. And like you know, it's just like it was just such a moment in time. It was like you know, three years of my life that you know you would you know just do something because and it was like it was it was tough to like be like man like you'd wake up at midnight we used to meet up at the bookstore next to biff tech on saint laurent and just smoke cigarettes right. and like you know like brown get and drunk beers and, and like yeah exactly and then like the you know you walk cause... over over there and like by the time you get on the air it's like you're just like kind of like just like you, Half don't, toasted. you don't give a shit and you're, yeah exactly you're just like Telling guys to fuck off. And like, I, I, I literally thought, like I said before, it was like, there's going to be a time Somebody's where, gonna come up here with you know, a like, you know, some, some Haitian dude from fucking wherever is going to like, just walk in here and just blah, blah, blah. Like, like that's going to be it. And that's, okay. It and that's okay. But I you mean, know what like, though? You know, there was a certain honesty in what we did because yeah. if you were good, we let you rock. Yeah, so exactly. it was equal opportunity. And, and if a you lot were of those trash, guys were like, you know, we'd meet. You know, yeah. remember those yes. guys who would be like, come down to the studio yes. and it'd yes. be like, I can't yes. remember what his name was, but, but there was a, there was a guy that like actually got on. Oh yeah. Like he got on like I, someone's record. I forget who it was, nice. but it was like just a rando call. Nice. Like that's just, what it was, man. That was the culture. It was, it was all equal and you just spit your shit. And I remember some of my proudest moments in high school, there would be a big house party. I would go into the house party. Come on. How do you like this for it? For it? For a teenage <laughs> chick to get chicks, right? You go in the house party, you put the radio show on full blast, and you call in. You're like, yo, Pat, <laughs> let me rock from the house party. Get out of here. Nobody could compete with that. Yeah, so very that, smart move. So, yeah, that was a lot of fun. So, you know, moving on. So I did these, these demos with DKD, and then, like, to make a very long story short, I end up, you know, linking up with Guru. He signs me, and I remember... Yeah, we got to talk about that one Pat. guru story. I'm sorry we'll to cut you off. Out. We're going to get to that. We'll get, we'll get to that. This yeah. is an even there's, crazier there's, story. There's a long, there's an arc of, Fair. you know. There's an arc. So from Zubone, I somehow managed to get my demo into the hands of Fred Durst from Limbiscuit. 
Well, didn't you do some shows or something like that? I, I was like, at, I actually I was actually signing was that with after? them. No, that was before Guru. Okay. So I had a, my first deal. A lot of people don't know this about me. Um, was with uh Fred Durst label. Fred Durst had a label deal called Flawless with Interscope at the time, and Limp Biscuit was the top of the world. And Fred had brought me out on tour. And I was on the anger management tour with him and Eminem right. and Papa Roach and Limp Biscuit, yeah, I remember which is that. interesting like, tie-in because I never gave a fuck about rock bands prior to this, but now right. I'm kind of reliving his, uh, you know, juncture yeah. of where those worlds collide for sure. And that was a major stepping stone in the business for me. So of course, one of the, you know, one of my OGs, I was like so excited to share it with him, right? <laughs> so I'm like, yo, when I come back to Montreal, I'm gonna come by the show and you know, I'm gonna tell you like what happened right, on and this play, I, and, and you had some, like, I remember you were like, Yo, like Lethal's got like a yeah. studio yeah. in the bus. Like we're, we're yeah. you know. Shout yeah. out, shout out Lethal, you know, Soul Assassins, fucking Lethal. A lot of people don't know that Lethal from House of Pain is the same Lethal from Limbiscuit. 100%. Still to this day. First, first, a lot of people don't like realize. They, they, they played our, our festival. They played the Heavy Festival this year. Oh, yeah? The same guy. Did you get a chance to talk to him about No, this? no. Oh, he, they they, they kind of came in and came out. I still kind of loosely you know? keep in contact with them okay, on IG. Yeah, yeah, but he was there. Can I, was can like, I give you one, guys? Uh, the first record I ever bought it with my own money was the first House of Pain album. Yeah, I mean that, that was that was the first history, one I ever bought. Ninety one. They were I think. real yeah, trailblazers. Yeah, yeah. So Absolutely. Lee, so so Lee goes from producing fucking Jump Around, which is like one of the biggest. Like I think that and Informer yeah. are the biggest bar mitzvah songs ever of all time. <laughs> and you know what? Bar mitzvah song equals big publishing. So right, I don't fair, think they were mad. Fair. And then he has this next ridiculous run where they become the biggest fucking rock band at the time. Yeah. And, you know, Fred brings me in the fold and he's like, yo, you and Lethal are like soul brothers and I'm just going to put you guys on a bus and, and, and they have a studio and see what comes out. So it was right. me. Lethal, who's the DJ producer, and John Otto, who was the drummer. And we were just making like dirty hip hop. Right. Right. And then, like, so Fred's like, okay, so, like, when am I going to hear, you know, these massive chart toppers that you guys are? <laughs> he thinks they, they're doing like a, a Limp Biscuit album with a 15, 16 year old bless, and we're doing like really underground right. sample based hip hop where I'm spitting my eyes out and there's no hooks. Right. And Fred It's like a bi Big L record. Literally, like, it's a yeah. Big L record. I want it to be a Big L record at least, right? Uh, at least, not at least. I'm saying, I, like, that was my idol. Yeah, so, like, course, that yeah. was like, I'm like, if I could make some shit that sounds remotely really like that golden yeah. era new york and this is 98 99 right? right so this is that time ruckus and sound bombing and big l you're coming out of it it's like the tail end yeah no? like 50 no, cents that, that kind of no? like you know like i, I like like 99 i think might have been the peak year for yeah. for ruckus i could be wrong but i, I remember that was i was like, in high school i remember that and they were releasing those yeah mixtapes it was constantly. like it, like they could do no wrong like it was like right. black star oh yeah Def, forget like, about like, it like yeah it was like quality in fact when we like, would go to sona for those hip-hop nights after the open bar yeah they'd be playing still get him on in the one <laughs> nah, nah, right yeah i was all sound bombing, huge back yeah, to yeah, back. yeah yeah and this is the you know that M m's emerging and m comes out of that sound bombing yeah. whole thing so everybody wants to be on that ruckus tip if you were like really hip-hop aficionado for our younger like, viewers go check that out 
hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. One. I mean, like maybe those sound like, bombing come on. albums, they were great. Come on, run the jewels. LP comes out of Company Flow again. Sound. Yeah, but I, I think that there's a disconnect there. Like I think that you know, like, people don't even realize like, it's really weird. Like it's like I mean, this is a whole side note. Sorry to it's you okay. know, go to work. Like, uh, you know, like last year I was in Toronto for something and. I was like, you know, like the agency that I do a lot of business with, like they were like, oh, we got Lord tonight at, you know, Air Canada Center where the Maple Leafs play, like the arena. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, cool. Who else is playing? It's like, oh, Run the Jewels is opening. And I'm like. LP like, from Company I, I, Flow? I'm like, I mean, you know, we've had them on the festival a bunch of like. Um, you know, we'll get to that later, but uh, yeah, you, you know, said the like, festival. I, you like you, you. Oh yeah, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. You know, like whatever. We're but, gonna like, get there. Um, but, we got a know, big player like, in the house like, tonight. I, I've you know I've seen them a hundred times, but like I was like, why are you on the Lord tour? It's like Lord, as fantastic as she is, you know, it's like sixteen-year-old white girls love Lore. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. So what do you think the tie-in was from? Well, I think that you know she. You know, needed something that was like a little cred edgy, to, edgy. To, to to open. And for know. them, let's be honest, we know why they did it. It's a win-win. Yeah, exactly. They're exactly you know, spreading they, the gospel. And, you know, it was amazing to watch them just go out there, and they're so funny, and they're so, I'm so candid, and they're so. It's, it's I'm amazing. I'm so happy for them. It's amazing. I feel like if like when I watch era, Run the Jewels, it's yeah. like watching you get on and do your shit for the yeah. love of it. For you know, when I say for the right reason, because they don't need this, mm. they're doing it because they still enjoy it. Exactly. I love that. I love that. Exactly. To me, that's art. Yeah. But anyways, but I don't anyway, want to deviate yeah, yeah. too just, much yet. Yeah, you know, like just. So yeah. Fred comes on the bus and he's like, "Okay, like let me check on Giddy my investment." Like, you know. And 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 um, you know, there <laughs> there's famous stories of me like destroy. There's footage of me like destroying people on tour. Like he would introduce me to like Carson Daly or to. But you would have a little bit during the show, wouldn't you? I mean, they would let me really like. Mostly, I was working on my album, but yeah, they let me like jump on once or right. twice. But I didn't I've have like a. a video set. of like you know, just yeah. like come out and yeah do, yeah like, just a, a little something like, yeah, yeah. but i was really like on there to be fred's battle little pit bull that right. he would let off the leash when we were getting drunk and there was a night where it was like exhibit carson daly um um howard stern and ben stiller Golden State a, Warriors. In a room, <laughs> yeah, I can't make the show. In a room no bigger than we're sitting in. Hmm. And then uh, some of the guys from boot camp came oh, in. Oh, yeah. And they, but which guys, though? Which guys? Uh, it wasn't shy. It was Ruck. Okay. From Helter, from Helter so Skelter. it was actually legit because they had that whole. No, no, no. It was Ruck. It, 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 like, it was Ruck. It, it was Ruck. It was like anyone from Black Moon or Helter It was Ruck from Helter like Skelter that. and some of his younger okay. guys. And Evil I mean, D, maybe. You know. Evil D wasn't there, no. Okay. But uh, it, was Sorry, Ruck, it was Ruck and some of his boys, and somehow they were like messing with some people Fred knew. And he was like, yo, um, go back and forth with Bless. <laughs> and, and he made me go back. And it wasn't a battle. We weren't dissing each other, but it was like heavy bars right and it was like bless loses his deal if he doesn't hold his own against six of them right it's just me and six and you know uh and i'm a i'm the biggest boot camp fan but i think i did okay that night i think i did pretty well fred seemed to be pleased and i just understood (laughs) stay on the bus that when he let me (laughs) off the leash that i had to go so um you know i represented I represented, uh, I wrapped my ass off, I spit my heart out, I gained whatever little whatever little props I could on the tour. And then, um, so Fred comes on the bus, like, okay, what you guys make? And he just looks at Lethal and he's like, 
um, this is really hip hop. Like, where's the hooks? Right. And I'm like, you're going to do the hooks. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. then he's like, yeah, I'll do one or two, but like, they right. all need to have big hooks. And I'm like, and I'm not stupid. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a like I'm a businessman at the end. Of, I'm like sure. no ego. I'm like all right, cool, whatever you want. As long as nobody rewrites my verses, right? right. Change the beat. And you just got a couple hooks out of Fred Durst. Yeah, put the no. Like it was always <laughs> supposed to be. It was always that was the game plan that like the first single should have yeah. Fred on right, it. Right, right. And that was sure. gonna be my thing. And anyways, whatever ended up happening happened, and that was a whole other story. So I come back to Montreal and there's this big write-up and I'm going to find that on the Google. <laughs> there's this big write-up about, uh, and I'm like 16. I look ridiculous. I have no facial hair. I have a little like haircut with little curls and a, and a fade. I, I look can like see a, it. I can see it. I look like, like I'm from the reality show oh, Growing yeah, Up Gotti. Yeah, yeah. Remember Growing Up Gotti? <laughs> That's what I, I had that haircut. Okay. I look like Jersey Shore before yeah, yeah, Jersey yeah, Shore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and then there was this big fucking article on how like I'm you know signing it was with Cha Lin. wasn't it exactly Cha yeah. Dunleavy yeah. shout out Cha Dunleavy Still from doing the Gazette. It to this day? So he gave me my first big feature. So I'm all excited. I come back to Montreal and Pat's like, "Yo, let's go for lunch." Do you remember Yo, this? Dude, we where went we to go? this pasta place actually around oh. the fucking corner from where we're filming right now, P. Because you used to live over yes, here, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. It was on. Um, uh, it was on like like Sherry and right over no, here. it wasn't Sherry. It was like um, Pine Roy yeah, and Saint Denis. No, it was Pine. It was a pasta place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like it was like a choose your own. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know so exactly. So me and him were having lunch, Lemmy, and I'm telling kind of like this story that I just yeah, told. yeah, yeah. And a woman gets up who's eavesdropping oh on our God. conversation and comes this. to our table and says, "I just want to let you know." You sound ridiculous. You're a pathological liar. Wow. She yes. was listening to me tell him about the tour. Fred Durst and she's not believing any of it. And she's just listening in this quiet this restaurant. Bitch. And this psychopath yeah. comes to our table and starts telling me off. That's too because good. Because I'm That's telling golden. him the true story oh. of my fucking tour with Limp Bizkit. That's fucking great. And he's like, he's flabbergasted. Oh, he's like, man. like, I'm like Did this I just really fucking yeah, happen? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. And this would set a tone for the rest I just, of my like, life. literally, my mind just fucking blew right So this there, would set like... a creepy tone for the rest of my life of, <laughs> of me being the Forrest Gump of rap music after that. It was the unbelievable stories. Well, uh, I mean, so it was shortly after that, the Donald Cadonald thing. Yeah. Um, I remember, like, it was like the team there... Like, like it was like was Luke de Bouvry on there? Was like um, there was a few people at the time. There was uh, there was Lenny. Of yeah, course, Lenny yeah, was yeah, there. Yeah. There was um, there was Lenny. There awesome. was Parkside Mike, and there was awesome, awesome who was based in Toronto. Yeah, and so basically they decide that it's time to put out Bless's first solo project, which ends up becoming Plattenberg the Movement. Because I kind of like was waiting to see what was going to happen with the Fred Durst situation. And then when that didn't end up taking flight, I kind of met Guru like randomly six months later. Right. That's a whole other episode. So now I'm really excited to share it with him. <laughs> and, and then they're like, okay, bless. Well, find somebody you want to do your album artwork in your layout or we will. And I'm like, oh God, no. Let me find the guy because yeah, he yeah, needs yeah, to be yeah. hip hop because I tr would only trust one man's eye. Pause. <laughs> Pause. So, 
uh, okay. So, so I reach so, out to this gentleman. Yeah. So so at the time, um, I had just finished. Like like I was like I was out of the music industry. I was like I I, I remember like, that you're like I'm done. I don't want to do it. I was chewed up. I was spit out. Like I'd worked it. Like you know like cargo Greenland. Yeah, I, was like, I was like you know like I'm this is not for me. Like I'm out mm -hmm. and. I had gone back to school for graphic design, like because that was like one of my true, like, like I, I, Early I, I knew that I had an eye for it. I just I didn't know exactly how to, you know, put it all together. So going to the, you know, I decided to go to school. Yeah, let someone who, who's done it before show you how to do yeah, it. Yeah, and it was it was weird because like and like you know not to toot my own horn at all, but like it was like one of those things where like you go to a school and like they're teaching you stuff you already know and. You know they're giving you ninety fives on every and and I'm like okay I appreciate this it's like there's a few things that I get here but at the same time it's like okay it's like whatever it's, it's like, like Trebus for someone who's already mixing yeah albums. exactly exactly it's, so yeah. it's like and and you were past so, so I went for a year it, it was a three year course but I just did the first year and then I got a job at um, some random like Chabanel. <laughs> bullshit like you know just like you know like they paid me crazy money and i hated like i like i literally like took are you saying the, the bless album might have not been the big money gig no at the time. But, but the bless <laughs> album might have been the gateway to everything else i discovered in the rest of my life you know like that mm. that's what i'm saying if, is I, that, like, I, like, if I had if my name could be sprinkled well, in there i'm a happy man. well so like like i had this job and it was like you know it's like i was like Fuck, how old was I at the time? I don't know. Like, it was probably, like, you know, 28. It was, like, making, like, 75K a year doing graphic design. <laughs> I'll take like, the job. You know, it was like, it was I'll like, take it now. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was like, <laughs> okay, this is really good. Yeah. But I literally wanted to shoot myself in the face every day. That I, I remember you being that very uninspired and you being like, ah, oh, I don't even know if it I want to like, do like, it. Like, guys would walk in and be like, okay, so see this Billabong, like, collection? It's like, so take that. <laughs> And replace Billabong <laughs> with, you know, whatever brand, Surf Bro, or whatever. Oh, they and I'd be like doing them like, like China well, okay, that's cool. But how about we do, you know, whatever? And they'd be like, how about you take this entire collection and just change the name to Surf Bro? <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, well, we, sure. It'd be happy you know? one like, day. Yeah, exactly. You were done. Really happy. Exactly. So I lasted about a year doing that, and then Lenny calls me. And is like, you know, oh no, you, we had already done, uh, like at that time, we had already done the 12 logo. inch, we had already done a few things. And then Lenny called me, it was like, hey, listen. And like at that time, because um, Lenny was the one you were dealing with to yeah. proof my first drafts of the platform. Exactly, exactly. And at that time, like I also had some, like, you know, like, like, uh, you know, like a, some personal money come in and like, you know, whatever. I like bought that condo and mm -hmm. whatever. Like it was like, I didn't care so much about the money at that time. And like, I remember Lenny calling me and just being like, Hey, we got a job for you. We could pay about like, you know, a third of what you're making right now. I remember, and I was like, I'll take it. I remember like, we were I, doing, we were doing grant applications. For yeah, 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 that's right. And yeah, I was yeah. sitting in the office and they asked me, what about your boy, Pat, who did all the graphics? And I was like, yo, Pat's dope. Like I yeah, totally yeah, yeah. was happy and I wanted them to hire you so I would have more access so right. we could do our shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And that whole thing, like literally, like I remember just being like, okay, 
sayonara, fucking so, Chabanel, and just being like, uh, like good for you. Me, it wasn't. Dead. It wasn't. So your for heart those wasn't in who it. don't, yeah, it wasn't. In the, it wasn't there. For those who don't know, like who aren't necessarily from Montreal, so right. VKD was pretty much the only big record label in Quebec at the time well, on the English side. There was yeah. a lot of French labels, but they were the the the, the main player. For gonna, English music. I, I'll, I'll give a like. And weren't like, they booking too? Weren't they? Well, okay. So they this came is a from booking the agent afterwards. This is, this is the thing. So okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna like. I don't know if you've read the Questlove book, but no. like, it's it's incredible because his manager gives these like like he writes the book and then his manager gives these like side notes mm-hmm. of like either a what really happened or his perception of what really happened. And sometimes these things are like a full paragraph on the side long, of the page, like, on like the side, <laughs> you know, just so, my, my account of exactly. We'll exactly. do that one so, day. So, you write so, the book and I'll do the side notes. Sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, but, but in this particular instance, so like, um, in 1998, like, uh, for between like the 60s, 70s, 80s and into the nineties, Donald K. Donald was the biggest concert promoter in Montreal and was part of the like Canadian mafia with like Michael Cole and a bunch of guys who were like, you know, it's like Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal. Like they ran the roost. Like like you could not book a show right. in Canada. This way before Vancouver. Like, yeah, exactly. Cetera, exactly. Et it was like you do not fuck with these guys. Mm-hmm. So like in nineteen ninety eight, Donald got an offer from House of Blues who was like in Toronto was like the major promoter. He, he bought out like not the who, venue like, though. No, 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 not the not venue. Not the venue. But the... part of the venue, okay. but like, you know. He it had was, exclusivity it was like... on the Montreal Forum for all concerts. Right. He right. was a Vento yeah, before a Vento, right? Well, this is the thing. So so um so he sold to to House of Blues, uh, and then part of his deal was he could not promote a show anywhere in the world yeah. for ten years. Hmm. So he starts signing live, so, new music. Like, yeah, exactly. And that's genius. When genius. So he had Aquarius Records back in the day, which was like April Wine. Shout out April Wine and uh, Corey Hart, like a bunch, Corey Hart, like a bunch of stuff. And like, so he decided to put all of his efforts onto the record label side mm. of things. So like, he signed like Sum Forty One. He signed like you know like, like Serial Joe. Like he had a, actually like there, that's there was the a summer ton of stuff. I got signed. Exactly. Yeah, it was, it was a that, that time. There was a ton of stuff that. He was able to sign that was successful and like he basically tra- like moved all of his efforts from the concert side exactly onto you know the label side of right. things and then me and pat happened to be close pat does a lot of graphics for me they like what he did for my project and they're like what about pat we want somebody in-house and i'm like yeah bring pat on so yeah. me and him could keep working and he gets a steady paycheck it's a win for all of us yeah so he starts working at my record label and um keep going yeah so that was like you know so that's what brought you back into the game right well, yeah exactly so that brought me back to the game and i you know that was like you know 2004 mm-hmm. and so he did all the layout my album covers booklets of 12 inches uh posters stickers merch you yeah, name yeah, it yeah. he t- did everything so he was the only guy i trusted because i knew if he did it it wouldn't be corny we, we had mean? done like i still remember this hilarious photo shoot <laughs> we did at the uh, it was at the saint paul hotel <laughs> yes in their conference room yes and like it was like okay uh, and, and i was like here's the vision man you know we want to do i mean we had discussed it or whatever yeah. but like i was like what we should do is like you know the it needs to be like you know boardroom style like 
get a couple thugs, Genius. put them in suits. You know, like, and it's going to be like you at the head of the table kind of thing. It's going to be like oh, platinum cover. I mean, like, you know, it's like this is the time where it was like you know Nostradamus mm-hmm. and like you know like Jay the Rock. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it, was, it was it was it was it was power a, a time. Was the it was theme corporate of what exactly, corporate business exactly. Yeah. And so we did that, and like I remember, like the Plattenberg logo was like a direct ripoff of a like there, there's a Federal Reserve. I, I, well, there, there's a money like there, there's a logo on the U.S. Uh, money. Like That's like, it's about this big. That stamp with the eagle. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's and I stamp. got that. I got that professionally, like scanned. Like it was like you know, twenty eight hundred percent scanned or whatever, just so I could like actually like retrace mm-hmm. it and redo it and like you know manipulate it enough that it didn't look exactly the same kind of thing. But that was the logo. And like you know, I remember we had a really long discussion about how everything needed to look like. It came out of New York. Like, it was, like, not from Canada. Like, all the money was from the States. Like, you know, like, like you know, everything was grimy enough. And, like, you know, it's like you couldn't tell that anything came. And, and it wasn't, it was no knock on Canada. It was no, just you just that, don't want to brand it know, as, like, like, a Canadian artist because then you get. Yeah, exactly. You know, it was like, well branded, especially for the time. Like, everything was clean. The videos yeah, were clean. Yeah, yeah. The artwork was I dope. Mean, the 12 inches less. Were dope. We've, we've had this conversation before, and I think we've had it maybe on camera, but I'll say it again because you haven't heard it. Right. But. I bought that album without any prior knowledge of who you were. I just went into HMV and I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, this looks awesome. Right. I'm well, going to buy this. This motherfucker did the layout. Yeah, That's on it, you. We got, into so many, <laughs> we got into so many fights about it too because it was like, I remember, and like, like that's the thing too, is like you want to be kind of challenged a little bit where, and, and like, but it was like, we'd have conversations where it'd be like, I'm like, I have, like, it's like that cannot be like, no, we can't do that. What are you talking about? And I'd be like, I'd show him, I'd email it to him, and then we'd call each other, and I'd be like, I cannot, in good faith, let you do this, right. like, kind of thing. And I'd be like, I'm quitting if that's what you're going to put. And he'd be like, okay, okay, I see you're serious about this. <laughs> I'd so, push him just we'd, we'd, have, yeah. we'd have these conversations, and it was literally like, you know, and, and that's what, like, in retrospect, what it was like, it was fucking annoying sometimes, but like in retrospect, that's what made it so good. Yeah. It's like, you know, like years later, I mean, it was probably like at least two or three years later, we did the Book of Blast record mm-hmm. where that might have been the thing that I spent the most time on mm-hmm. ever, you know, like, and I go back and look at that record now and it's just so well done. Like, it's like every Bro, inch of that it's, whole thing it's, it's been, is so well done. It's been Guys, like, 14 the, the years since the first record got released and weekly i still have people i've never met sending me comments and dms right, like right, right. that book of bless is a classic like putting screenshots of the cd like right yeah, in yeah, the yeah. comments on it facebook good, it was a good see it was a good looking see man so you know what the one thing is i trusted his eye and at the end right. of the day if i had an idea i would definitely only chill out for him because right. well, i knew he was good yeah at i mean like, like that was the thing that kind of like kept us you know connected over the years but it was funny now like you know like that dkd thing turning into whatever it's like now working for venko like (laughs) you know it's like it's like there's so much lineage between like you know like all these things where like you know now like looking at it like in 2019 it's just like it's hilarious to like yeah. Well, it's, it's be cool. sitting here and just and be like talking about like like there there's like a, a million things that like we could bring up that like I'm like wow. Yeah, I want the guru you know, story. Like, Speaking oh of million things, God. I want that guru so, story. So so 
there's I a crack of beer. Yeah. So there's a little transition here. So, um, so in that, that time when we started putting together my first album, I was always with Guru. So Guru would come. Oh, we haven't even really touched on Guru. We haven't, but all. but I would. So Guru would be like, "Yo, who's doing your graphic shit? Like, who's your man?" I'm like, "Yo, he's my boy. If you need anything." Um, I'm sure he'd be down to do it. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, uh, Guru wants you to do it. He's like, oh, okay. Like, I was like, yeah, yeah. oh, now you don't mind to do, to do the work, you know? Um, and he ended up doing what? Mixtape for Crumb Snatcher. Shout out yeah. my boy Crumb. And some other, uh, you know, whenever Guru I did two, I, at least two Guru mixtapes. Like I remember he used to have the most hilarious email address. It was like, you know, like T-Mobile 4397 I think I have it. I think I have net, it. You know, dot, I think it's Guru you know, Productions Inc. At no, AOL no, no. It was like, even before, it was before that. It was it. some random, like, you know, it was like when you could like send an email from a pager oh, or shit. something. Okay. Oh, at you know, Skynet. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just like, like that, you know, bless, you were, you were uh, willing and able to get your guys who helped you oh, in the bro. past and, and, and give those hookups because my, my boy was doing the graphics. My DJ quite sane was DJing for yeah, 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 Guru yeah, yeah, yeah. on tour. Right. That's my cool. producer Ray Ray was doing tracks for me and Guru because like I trusted his vision because I wanted to work with him because I, I, I know he's good at what he does. Right. Guru trusted my vision to be like, yo, if bless, puts his name to it i know it's not but it's be a corny. testament to what kind of businessman you are that you're able to share your resources because like uh, i enjoyed it our, our, yeah, our, yeah, why fun. would i want to work great. with somebody like, yeah, i don't yeah, like yeah. like i, I you didn't do it as a favor rapports, to him but what, what i what thought I'm, it made a lot of sense what i'm saying is you developed those rapports and then you were able to share those rapports because like you're an artist you're an artist guru's an artist at that point it's like some people they want to keep all their people close and in their pocket derek for real style and you're like yo I have talented friends. Let's yeah. For me, I just it was always about what's best for the project. Yeah. And I knew that Pat would make it look the way it needed to look. I knew Sane could rock the crowd and bring us out properly. And that was just the bottom line. So why find some rando from New York or or you know what I mean? I just would tell Guru, trust me, I got it. You know what I'm saying? And he was <laughs> although, like, I, I. although I will say that there was a few times where like <laughs> Guru called me up and be like. Yeah, okay. So, you know, the mixtape, you know, it's like, yo, <laughs> I want to do like me standing on top of like a like the Empire State Building and I'd be like, oh fuck. Photoshop's not there yet. That sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah. You know, how about, you know, like whatever. And like, you know, honestly, I'm not even that proud of the work that we did I did with Guru just cuz like it was he didn't really, maybe let you get the yeah exactly like it, it was like he really had a vision for something and it was very vague <laughs> yeah it was just like it was very like 90s street like you know like canal street like yeah. you know like and pat tape, wanted to like, do like clean progressive yeah, it was, stuff it was for like, the time because at the time it was like you know you had like people I mean, making it, money well i mean also you had like you know, like a bunch of like stuff kind of like like not unlike when like back in, in like the 93 when like you had like judgment night where it was like you know you had you know helmet and like rage against the machine and you know like right. there was cypress hill and like all these people collect it was like like uh, like in that time it was like hip-hop like you know was starting to kind of get bougie and like you know into design and like yeah you know like so you wanted to kind of streamline things that. a little yeah, bit like it was like that. you know uh, why don't you want to have like you know like not have like some like 
you know, Kool-Aid guy exploding through the fucking, you know, like the <laughs> Basically, wall. Basically, he didn't want like, to do shit that looked like a mixtape, even if it was just yeah, a Yeah, exactly. Like, why don't we have to this, make like, it look super like clean a legit and album. nice and, like, fashion or, yeah. like, whatever, like, you know. And in retrospect, it? I'm very happy that I listened to you well, because I mean, the shit it, still looks clean. It's yeah, in my exactly. studio to this day. Like that, like, like, that to me was, like, you know, you should, um, you know, you should expand your, your vision a little bit and, like, Guru, like, you know, he was very, you know, mindset into that kind of like, you know, raw dog, like, you know, ghetto kind of thing. And that's fine, too. Like, it worked out. But, like, you know, I definitely would have loved to see him go in a bit of a different direction. Well, I and, think the funny, I, and the funny thing is, is that, like, not moment of truth, but when um, Greatest Hits record... Full clip. Uh, full clip. Full clip came out it was like they finally embraced that you know well like, i think you know. i think what it was in guru's defense maybe he looked at the mixtapes as a one thing and the albums mm -hmm. as another thing so maybe, maybe he didn't want to break your head or complicate yeah, shit. Maybe. he was just like yo just a simple mixtape cover like the canal shit yeah for that project right you know what i'm saying Yeah, maybe because i i definitely saw him really paying attention to detail if it was like jasmataz all yeah, of that yeah, shit sure. was oh, really yeah, yeah, top of course. tier. Yeah, yeah. So maybe he was just like, you know, I don't want to bust your boys' balls yeah, too much. Yeah, yeah, you know? fair enough. But I mean, like, I, you know, it's like I definitely like he tied your hands a little on those Like, times. yeah, yeah, and that's fine. But I still was like, you know, super, you know, like I'm like the fact that I was able to work with Guru and like, you know, like, appreciate it. Like, you know, yeah, it was like just be able to like hang out with him a few times. Like, I remember that um, that Spectrum show. Mm -hmm. Um, you know when they did uh, and the moment of truth tour yeah. and that was just massive like yeah. that was huge like that whole record that whole thing like was just and this is know, like just a year after this is like no, a it's year even before I think it was before it was like like the moment of truth came out and like I want to say 98. 98. I was going to say 97 or 98. Yeah. yeah. Like, so like I, I, I started running around with him just after the moment of truth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember Good like, timing, you know, like shooting the video and like Crazy old Montreal, time. like in the in the My first the video, my time. Like, yeah, yeah. No, it was uh, uh, talking to me. Well, talking to me was at the end because the label oh, wouldn't clear yeah, it. Yeah, the yeah, guys, yeah, yeah, that right, was all right. business, but it was my time slash talking to me. But technically, you guys could check it out on YouTube. Uh, bless my time featuring Guru. The video's there. Yeah. And um, definitely, you know, it was just, it was a brotherhood. And it was all, you know, cats that were creative and young coming together for the right reason because we just loved hip hop and we were passionate about the special. movement. And it was, a, it was a great time and a special time. So, you know, moving out of that, I really want to talk about because me, uh, me and you had a great conversation at Oceaga this year. Right. We were kind of in the back um, and we were talking, um, you know, about a lot of the stuff as we were getting lit. Yeah. And yeah I was yeah. just like, I was so proud and happy to see you end up where you, you not just deserve to be, but where you belong. Right. Right. Like if, if, if we talk about your lineage from Greenland to Slaves on Dope to Shades of Culture to doing the graphic thing with me to DKD. Yeah. You know, you're you're a very versatile guy. That's a Obvious, fucking rap sheet and a half, homie. Yeah. Obviously, I'm, I gotta sum it up for and them. We only, and we only we're only a quarter who, of the way through here. Yeah, we might have to do a part two. Who, who, who Pat from Eventco is is not just you know this this cat that I know from back in the day that happens to work with this with this huge company, but this is a guy who like me really paid his fucking dues. Yeah, <laughs> and really, um, 
I think you have a unique perspective more than most people because you've seen this business from so many different angles. Right. Right. Yeah, no, that's from fair being to say. in a fucking band yeah. to having a radio show to doing serious graphic design for, for even clothing companies and shit. Yeah. To working at labels to now the business goes from you know, recorded to live. Yeah. I mean, there's no secret there well, that I, the business is in live now. Yeah, for sure. I, and the funny thing is we, like, you know, I spent, um, you know, seven years at Arts and Crafts, the record label, which is like, you know, I don't know if it's familiar to this listener group, but like, Let you know, know, we did like, you know, Feist and Star. I managed to spend Star. Those are big, those while. are big like, groups. That's a big social deal. Scene. Like, you know, and they still exist to this day and they're doing a ton of stuff. And of like, you know, one of the premier indie music labels in Canada and, yeah. you know, if not North America. So, um, like it, that, like that time too led me in so many different, like, you know, was able to not only connect, but also reconnect with a lot of the people that like I was doing stuff with, 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 uh, shades and slaves and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and even now, you know, like there's booking agents and whatever that like back in those days I used to deal with that I'm dealing with now. Yeah, it's, it's a definitely small world. it's a small world. It's a small circle, yeah. and I just feel like I mean, like this is what we were talking about backstage at Oshiaga, like that. I was so happy to see him be where I feel he needs to be. You know, yeah. What I, I mean? mean, I got like you know, it's like, it's like I I like to say I got lucky. Um, what is it exactly? I, maybe also, you can explain what is it exactly say, you do at Eventco. Right. So so. I'm with a team. Of, First, what's Avenco? That's number one. Well, okay, for so Avenco is a um, um, a concert promoter based in in Montreal that also does. You know, we do about sixteen hundred shows a year in Montreal, Quebec City, Halifax, Moncton, Saint John, Saint John's, like all the East Coast. They're hands down um, the biggest company in Quebec for live music. Yeah, I mean, you know, we do like. Yeah, I mean, we're owned by the Montreal Canadiens where, you know, our office is at the Bell Center. We, you know, we do everything at the Bell Center. We also do um, the summer festivals like Oceaga, Heavy, Ilsonic, and um, we've got a food festival called Yoli. So, like, the, the, there's a ton of different stuff that we, you know, kind of run the gamut. We also do, um, you know, it's not just big stuff. We also help develop, you know, all the kinds of acts. Like, you know, yeah. like... From like, you know, 25 people, like, you know, like 100 cap stuff. Which is so until, important, right? Like, Which yeah, of so course, important. of course. And like, you know, a lot of people think that we don't do that because that a CS is like, oh, the you got pink and, yeah. you know, like all this stuff. And it's like, you know, no, we actually do spend a lot of time making sure these artists do get developed from like a really small club level. And like, not just... You know, it's like literally like we ha we have so many different genres of, of music that we help develop from like all kind from all walks of life. Of course, and it's and, and you know that's the beauty of it. You know, like and I think that's something like you guys doing that is so important because I think now you know with 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 the era that we're in with you know social media makes or breaks everything that it's it's important that artists and bands still get developed. Yeah. And that there's companies like you guys who still have an interest in saying 
this act is talented. We're willing to work with them until they can get to yeah. a point where they can, you know, play a bell center or at least open a spectrum or whatever. For sure. Like, so, you, you know, know, or maybe you just get to the point. props for that. Yeah. I mean, it's maybe important, you just get to the you know? point where you're headlining Corona for the rest of your life. But like that's Which okay isn't too, too fucking shabby. It's not too shabby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you're still going to make your bread. Exactly. Make there's your a lot of acts that, you know, it's like, it's like, that's the thing that a lot of people don't see or realize. It's like, you know, like a lot of these acts, like they just tap out at a thousand tickets across North America. Can I ask you, as being somebody with such an extensive knowledge of the behind the scenes of this business, um, what do you guys look for? You know, because I'm sure mm. there's a lot of people mm. watching this. They want how do well, I? They want to know how do I get on Eventco's radar? You got to know bless. The funny thing we were we were just talking about. Like I was at this. Uh, there was like this folk uh, alliance. Do I have to do folk like, music? No, 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 no. I'm just saying. I was. I'm just saying. There was this. There was this fest. This conference that was in town last weekend, mm. and I had to do like this. Uh, speed dating thing where like and you know I have to got to do a couple of those a year kind of thing where like you sit down and like every ten minutes there's someone new in front of Doing you a pre and, and, like, presentation you know and, and they're like here's here's what I do here's my band here's my CD yes there's still CDs but like you know <laughs> yeah, like yada 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 like you know what do you think and here's it's my like, uh, you know here's my like, USB bracelet yeah sure like whatever <laughs> here's people, my integrated people, skin people chip. are getting creative that way but yeah it's like that you still like can I inject you, you Mr. Gwen yeah, exactly. <laughs> sorry, sorry exactly. to cut you up but I saw Sticky Fingers has like a big black thumb on a USB drive and it's like cut and the okay. bottom is a USB drive and I'm like that is fucking that's dumb. cool that's good that's good marketing that's good. Like a dirty thumb. That, that guy might get signed it. one day, you know. <laughs> That's sticky fingers. That's sticky. He might go somewhere. But, but I mean, is is like the thing that like it's like the thing that I tell everyone, and is it's like it's never changed. It's like the thing that people are looking for is really good songs. Mm -hmm. No matter what genre you're in, mm -hmm. if your songs are good, someone's gonna notice you. You know who said that? That I all that always resonated. Nardwar. Did a oh, yeah. did an interview with Pharrell way back, mm -hmm. and he was asking Pharrell because Pharrell got his start um, messing with Teddy Riley and Blackstreet, right. and he said, you know, what's up with Teddy Riley? And he said, you know, Teddy Riley's done Michael Jackson. He's had smashes. Then his whole studio burnt down, and and then Nardwar right, said, right, right. what do you think's next for Teddy Riley? And he goes, you know, Teddy Riley's a musical genius, and talent will always find a home. Yeah. That's what Pharrell said about Teddy Riley. And I love that you said that. I think genuine talent and people who are passionate about art yeah. will always figure out a lane for themselves. I, I couldn't agree more. And like, you know, that whole... I'm, I'm just saying five. Okay. Keep Hi. going. We're good. <laughs> All right. We good. Okay. I'm enjoying this. Should I, should I take a bathroom break? <laughs> <laughs> you, um, you know, like I definitely feel that like there's a, you know, especially, you know, like this day and age, you know, like the kids these days, you know, it's like, it's about the look and the whatever. Yeah. But like, you know, it's like at the end of the day, it's like what people like, it's like, you know, it's a beauty of Spotify and stuff like that, where it's like, you see, it's like people listen to this stuff, not for, you know, it's like what they're seeing or the, you know, what brand of it lifts the veil off the whatever. bullshit. Like, yeah, like, exactly. Cool. Like, you have these followers. Yeah. Cool. You wear these, these, uh, you know, Gucci pants, whatever, but like, are the people are is this music resonating yeah with the exactly public? exactly and like you know like i always like you know like my new music friday it's like i listen to every single song that is like suggested for me by spotify and Smart. i'm like yeah it's just like and there's been times where like 
you know, there's this kid Novo Amor from England who like, you know, a couple of years ago was like, I was like, this is fucking great. Like I went to his Facebook page. He had like 35 followers. He had a Gmail address. And I was like, you're great. If you ever come to Montreal, let me know. Never responded. But then like nine months later, an agent from Paradigm like responded to my email that whatever. And he was like, Hey, glad you're, you're, you know, you're one of the first guys to catch on to this. I'll let you know when there's a show. Your ears to the street. You're, you're yeah, making exactly, sure. Exactly. But, but you like see, that's, and, it, 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 and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's rare because he's been on so many different, you know, sides of the table in this business that these are the kinds of people you hope are get to the position yeah, I mean, like, where they can actually sure. facilitate. I mean, at the same time, it's like, you know, it's like, I'm at a I'm at a great company that's got great bosses and stuff like that. And I've always been like the type of guy who's like, I'm a really good like second line right yeah. winger. You yeah, know what I mean? Course. Like I don't it's need to be the it's boss. A it's a team. You know what I mean? Like I don't need to be whatever. You play your but position. I mean, like, yeah, exactly. And like, you know, the uh, the downfall of a lot of guys in this industry, unfortunately, is when they feel that like they need to be like it's like it's like you go through you the need roof. To, yeah, you yeah. need to have like the company in your name or like whatever. And it's just like I, you know, like, just play your position, man. Yeah, like let's make that. some. Like, let's make some know. great songs. Let's do some great projects. Yeah. Let's put on some successful events. Yeah. And rinse and repeat. Exactly. And everybody will have their turn to, yeah, to yeah, have exactly. their props. Like, you there's, know? A, there's no reason that you let's, know. Let's you, just let's just do it. Yeah. My, my you know? godfather said years ago. He said everyone tries to get up the ladder until they reach a point of incompetence, <laughs> and then they have nowhere to go but down. That's true. So you never want to get to that point where yeah, you're exactly. where you're past your your actual where capabilities. Well, listen. I think that Eventco is a very well-oiled machine. Oh yeah, for and, sure. And, and I think that you know it's just great for them to have people like you who've been so passionate about the scene since the early days yeah you know working so so what is it like what are what are your you know what what, what do you do what's your responsibility exactly what's so your responsibility you know it's like like i said we're a team of like eight in our booking department and we you know just constantly look at and evaluate and book and like you know it's like it's like it moves so fast that you're just like literally like it's like they throw you some files yeah okay, exactly it's just like done. okay we need to get you know basically get whatever up, get whatever up, needs to get up, done you know it gets delegated. But the beauty of the festivals is that you know you can like we've got like you know a couple of meetings a week where we can sit there and curate and like make sure that like you know it's the right fit it's the right fit for everything it's like we, we like you know a lot of these festivals um you know they book by slot Mm-hmm. You know, so it'd be like, okay, so 3.40 on Tuesday, I need like an EDM guy, mm-hmm. you know, like whatever. Like, is it, we book our festival like like purely based on like feel and like we, we don't want to have like, you know, conflicts. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to make sure that like every single act. On is that festival, an issue? Sorry to cut you off. Is that an issue? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like really? there, there are certain people that are like, I need my slot in order to confirm I don't care if you don't know what's playing against me right now. I just need to know where I'm playing. That's right. And I'm like, well, why don't you just trust us to like let you know that you know you're gonna we're play gonna fit you like, in. Yeah, where exactly, you need to be. exactly. We're not trying but to work against to you. To make we sure want the that you've got the best chance to succeed. And like, you know, there unfortunately, you know, you've got to come to heads like that from time to time. But like, we definitely spend a lot of time trying to perfect what we do and like you know i i'm lucky that now you know it's like this will be year 13 or 14 for oshiaga like 
you know, coming on like, you know, to a successful brand to hopefully just like help in whatever way to kind of keep it, you know, keep the momentum. Well, because the thing is, is, you know, I think a lot of people, sorry to cut you off, don't realize how much, you know, planning goes in to these events, right? If they're not in the business, like I see Pat when, you know, when we're backstage or whatever, whether it's Oshiag or Ilsonic running around like crazy and like it's this mega event it can be very overwhelming yeah he's 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 holding it down he's he's killing it <laughs> but you know how much time went into making sure that things oh, yeah, don't yeah, overlap yeah. and completely become a cluster for sure i mean and, and i mean know? like you know it's like we've That's done something our, i don't envy you on we, that we've done our on that job, weekend like, i don't yeah, envy for sure. you on that but weekend, by the time you know? the festival rolls around yeah. we've essentially done our job like we've yeah. got like you know, a small army of incredible humans that are running this thing. And I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm amazed every single time I like get on site and I'm like, oh my God, how did you make this look so spectacular? And there's a couple like, former you know, DKD people there too. Oh yeah. Right? Just, yeah. yeah. Shout sure. out Jackie. Jackie. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, there's another one too. Pat. Well, I mean, Pat Sandrin's mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, he's a marketing, you know, he's, he heads actually the whole Brand experience. Literally, I'm at OCI, for like, I see this guy. I'm like, I want to have a drink with him. Oh, he's very busy. And then it's like everybody from my old record label. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, well, fuck, I mean, everybody's you know, here. It's great. It's I small, love it. I love small it. town. Yeah, I of love course. It. What's yeah. the feeling like when the show's over? Like how I mean, much? How much of a grace period is it? Like you won the Stanley Cup and like you're taking a month off? It ended or? in a tent. No, no, no. We're all in a tent. Yeah, yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is that I'm curious know, what we, that feeling is. We all is. It's like so. There's three weekends of the summer. So like there's the heavy Montreal weekend, which is the weekend before Oceania. Amazing, by the way, I love that one. Yeah, it's awesome. And then there's well, I mean, there's seventy seven, which is the punk festival. That like seventy seven and heavy are the same weekend, right? And then there's Oceania the weekend after, and then there's Il Sonic the weekend after that. Crazy. Um, and you're all three. We're all three. Yeah, yeah. We're there, like you know. And like, he's there on the front line. On a golf cart with yeah, a fucking yeah. walkie-talkie, we're, 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 you know. like putting out fires. Oh, but I mean, let, right yeah. wing, second line. I was listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like that's you know that's just part of the gig, you know. So like once the whole thing's done, like yeah, you take a week or two off, but then you're back in it. Right you know back in the swing. Like, you're like, okay, what's the lineup for? Yeah, next exactly, year? exactly. And like it's getting to the point now where it would not surprise me if we had five acts booked for 2020 hmm. before. 2019 happens. Before the show even oh, yeah. fucking happens. And you know, I ask, I ask these questions, guys, because I know that there's so many young cats who, you know, think this business is glamorous and it can be sometimes, but I want people to understand the reality that if you want to be in this business, it's a profession. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, being a doctor. Yeah, you don't yeah. just, you know, you've been it's doing life, this for life 20, stuff, man. 20 years, know? bro. And that, More and he that. worked. Yeah, yeah, 25. Professionally, like, yeah, yeah. I'm saying, yeah, like yeah, working yeah, yeah. in the business of yeah, music yeah. in some capacity. And then, you know, finally he gets to where, you know, he needs to be and that's like a lot of people always had this misconception of this business oh, for sure that it's a it's a get you know a get rich you know a, a, a it's a very it's scheme. a very sexy business to be in and like you know i get it why people want to be in the business on the night know? of like, it looks really cool oh, for sure for but sure the whole year that you guys yeah. are sweating and and you're dealing with you know you're putting out fires you're dealing with temper tantrums you know and and then just the logistics yeah, are yeah. a nightmare 
Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, I, I definitely admire, you know, how much fucking, you know, passion that you guys and must thank put you. into. And thank you for putting on a great fucking show because I've been to a bunch of them. Yeah, thank yeah, you guys yeah, for putting cool. on one of the best festivals well, I mean, in, in, you know, in North America. Like, like you know, I you know our boss is Nick and Dan. Like, they, you know. Shout like, out Nick Farkas. Yeah, for sure. Like, they. Shout out know, Duncan. Shout out Duncan. Yeah, head of production. Another you know, old like, school. Yeah, 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 for sure. Old school Tokyo No crew. doubt. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Shout I mean, out like, Dan. Guys, shout out Trevor. These guys, I mean, like, you know, it's like I've been lucky for the last, like, you know, three years to be involved with it. But, I mean, like, those guys for a long time before that were just, you know, making it happen. And, like, you know, I'm lucky to come into this and just be able to, like, Be a part of something special. I'm, I'm, like, yeah, exactly. I'm just, I'm, history, I'm really, happy to you know? see my boy there because I saw him. Well, he saw me come up because he's older than me. But <laughs> we watched each other, you know what I mean? And it's just such a pleasure. Like, I was so happy that from a vision that I had, you know, do, putting the whole Platinumberg thing together when I was a kid. And, you know, like, he always believed in me. He always supported yeah, for me. Sure. You know what I mean? And... You know, that's why I was so happy to, you know, if if I could help bring him on to DKD and then everything evolved into where it for is sure, now. Man. I think things are unfolding amazing for Montreal. Yeah. I think things have been unfolding unbelievably I mean, great. It's for a the totally different Canada. city now than when it was back then. You, you know, know like, and I think it's an exciting time to be in this business. No doubt. You know, and a lot of people are grumpy like, oh, it's not like how it was. Well, nothing is how it was. Yeah, exactly. Life moves forward. Yeah. Never well backwards. Said. Well said. You know, and um, yeah, man, shout out to you for everything you've done. Dude. Everything you've yeah, contributed man. to hip hop and to the scene, to Montreal. This gentleman is as Montreal <laughs> as smoke meat when it was a nickel. That's my dad's story. Everyone's dad has that story about a, a nickel smoke yeah, meat yeah, yeah. and a 10 cent cherry cola. And right. um, got you to know, work uphill both ways. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? So shout out to Pat. AKA Pat Wreck, <laughs> catching Wreck at the well, festivals, no longer the ones and twos. No longer the ones and twos. Doing his thing. Thank you. But thank you. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you so yeah, much for being, you, and you know, yeah, you're definitely welcome. You know, as a as a as a mainstay, for sure. Uh, man. You know, guest. This guys, host. ever on vacation? Maybe I can come in and sit. You in, might have you know, to go man. on a vacation. <laughs> I want a round two. I want a round two. We're not done. Okay. We're gonna bring okay, you back. 100%. Thank you so much for Give coming. Me a year or two. We're going to lock it down like this. It's your boy, Bless. I got my man, Pat, a.k.a. Pat Wreck. Brat. Brat, brat, a.k.a. Brat, brat. <laughs> my man, let me know. No joke. I'm going to let you know. All jokes aside, this is the Moment of Truth podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. You know what it is every week. Make sure you keep it locked. I'm on the M-I-C. I-C.